Above the Basement podcast with Devram Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Patrick Ramsahoy. And now, here's the show. All right, welcome to episode five, I want to say, of the Out of the Basement podcast. Uh, my name is Devin Turak, as always. Oh, is it a real five or four points? No, no, this is a real five. Five point eight, then? No, we, we said that if, if Pat's not here, we're still going to consider it a, okay, a whole. whole podcast. Okay, then. Okay. Now, whether we add uh, an addendum tomorrow during the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl, or whether that becomes its own separate podcast, we'll talk about later, and we'll probably talk about it off-air. Okay. They don't so really I'm the other co-host, Patrick Gleason. Right, as always, my friend Patrick Gleason, whose house we do the podcast in. You. He's here. Uh, our other pa- friend Patrick Ramsahoy is not available tonight. He was uh, he was busy. We are, however, joined once again by our wait, friend wait, wait, Chris. Wait, wait, Chris, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi guys. And we're joined by a couple of new um, addendums to our group of friends. We have Sean. Hey hey. And uh, Pat Ramsahoy's cousin, Paul. Hey. So, today we don't really have a structured um, list of things to talk about the way I normally structure everything, because it was kind of done ad hoc. We didn't know if we were going to tape today or tomorrow. We decided to kind of do both. And we didn't know how many people were going to be here, so it's just a bit more ad hoc today. Uh, I know Sean is dying to talk about how much he hates Prometheus, so we might have another rant on our hands, or another a new ranter, which is kind of cool. Yes, rant. I don't know what you want to talk about, Pat. Do you have anything specific? I have nothing specific. I was actually it's more saving up my day for tomorrow, before, right? Because we're doing. Uh, I was going to do technology within sports and stuff like that before right. the Super Bowl. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but now, I can always don't worry. I have many opinions. Well, you know, I, people know. <laughs> I don't hold back, so, you know, we're all good. Pat is opinionated? <laughs> I know, I know. Like, people are shocked at that one. Uh, the way we normally structure the, the, the podcast, the first segment would be after the introductions, which we've now finally completed and done in record time, I want to say. <laughs> Next, we'd move on to our hobbying in the past. Um, I don't know if... Pat, have you done anything hobby-related or game-related uh, in the past no. couple well, weeks? Well, I did hobby-related. We did the uh, big Pendragon well, game system. And I think we will talk about what we just did but today. That's, that's been my focus this week has been right. getting background stuff, a whole bunch of notes and everything like that. Right, so we're, we're actually going to talk about this epic Pendragon campaign that's been going on in real time for about... Ten years? No, well, ten years. five or six ten years. years. Five or six years. Deals with Rome, Roman legionaries that got left behind in England when when Rome pulled out. Yeah, sort of what if? What yeah, if it, it's it's a, it's a what if that has completely changed British history forever. <laughs> uh, we, we're playing characters who've been in action for about forty five to fifty years. Well, actually, in game play, in, in game. Well, probably about forty uh, forty years uh, game. Play. No, three ninety three. So it's only started? Yeah, and, and it's currently 423. Yeah, 30 years. Wow. This was a, th- we should do something special next time because it'll be your 30th anniversary yeah. in England. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's wise. Uh, this is a game that kind of has been played on and off over the last 10 years. It hasn't been done straight through. No. But, uh, but I'm sure we'll talk a bit about how we've totally fucked up British history. Uh, segment two, we would talk about news and rumors, things that are coming up in the future, but... I don't have anything new since our last podcast. Pat, have you run across anything new? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so... so doing... Right, so the same games, the same video games, the same everything else that we were talking about in the last podcast are going to be coming up 
now as well. So we don't really have anything to add to that. So I guess we can jump almost straight to miscellaneous. Yeah. Unless we want to take the time to talk about our Pendragon campaign first. What do you think, Pat? I think we could do a little bit of the, the campaign. Just okay. Well, because Sean and Paul are, and Chris are involved in that as well. Correct, correct. Okay, so let, let's start by talking about Pendragon. You guys can butt in anywhere. Please, yeah. Don't let me ta take all the talking. I will butt in, as you know. <laughs> When the moment strikes. All right. Okay, well, so... I've, I've been running this Pendragon campaign on and off for a while. Correct. It started as a vision, because Pendragon is basically... Everyone knows Pendragon is Arthur Pendragon. I don't think everyone knows that. Well, not everyone knows, but, well, okay, it's a they big do myth. Now. Arthur Pendragon's a huge myth. Correct. Right. Uh, uh, and it sort of set the standard for, well, with the Metal Doctor and stuff like that, chivalry. Right. That's where a whole lot of the stuff comes from, is from the Arthur legend. Right. Historically speaking, though... Rome was actually in Britain, yes, and they pulled their legions out. So I started with a, what if not everyone left? What if there was a few Roman, top Roman guys who stuck around to try and make their own way in England? Right. And the, one of the first things that we did was go after the lost banner north, that was lost north behind, beyond the uh, Hadrian's Wall in Pictland. Totally fucking up history. <laughs> in but, a sense, wasn't there a movie sort of loosely based there was. on the, a, the, the eagle? If, uh, I think scenario? the Lost Eagle or the Eagle or something. I think it was called the Eagle. Yeah. Wasn't it a Michael Bay movie? Uh, no. Or, or, I, don't, I don't think it was Michael Bay, but it was someone like that. Okay. It, it was one of those kind of hack, sla hack and slash, no real sense to the storyline type uh, well, of... Well, because what happened, some came out... Like, there's different ones that came out at the same time, right? Well, there's one um, called The Last Legion. That's right, that was... Which, which is about the legion that went behind the wall and, and disappeared. Right. And they had with them a, a standard, which, again, was lost because yeah. the legion was never heard from again. But there's the... And then, so they made a movie called The Eagle, right, which, which is was, about a, a new knight, or a, a new uh, legate. One of the sons... The sun's guys going after the lost, the lost eagle. eagle. And so that's that's based loosely based on or what we talk about is loosely based on that plot. Yes, we did it first though. <laughs> we did do it first. Actually, that's quite true. We did do it so first. So first. Yeah. So we went behind the wall, managed to successfully find this standard and bring it back. Yeah. And we kind of used that as a rallying cry to unite at least a portion of Britain under our rule. And then over the course of the next 30 years, we've managed to expand it to now there are four of us that encompass all of what is now Britain. Yes. So in England and Scotland. Well, Vikings too, because you guys let Vikings come in and take over a big chunk of the land. Right. One of, one of the things that we did do is we made a pact with a, a strong Viking I want to call him a king, but he's not really. A Jarl? A Jarl. A, a, a Viking Jarl who had, had the manpower to aid us because we did not have the troops. So with their help, we sacked London. We, or we, we helped them sack London. Uh, we chased out the people who were the quote-unquote rightful rulers. Yes, but how did the people get in London in the first place? You well, sort of invited them in. Oh, the, you mean the Saxons? Yes. And then we betrayed them? Yes. In, in proper... Yeah, oh, bye, Chris. Later, guys. Chris is leaving. Chris isn't feeling well, so he's heading home. Everyone else is staying. But yes, you, uh, you guys did the standard... Roman thing where Roman we thing. screwed yes. someone on the back. Yes. <laughs> that is that is the only way to say it. That's yes. the Roman way. <laughs> and, of course, we as 
as Romans, you'd think that we would all be pro-Catholic church, but as it turns out, none of us were really Catholic. Some of us followed some of the old warrior myths of the uh, Mithran cults. Mithras. Mithras cults. Which was a big, that was a big legionnaire one. Yeah. Mithras just cult. to correct, in this time frame, it wouldn't be so much a Catholic yeah. thing as... Christian. A Christian. Christian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I but, don't but think almost, here is a subscriber to... Almost the, uh, an Orthodox Christianity at that point. Right, right. Probably a, uh, a Christianity that's uh, struggling to define itself away from the pagan norms, right. I suppose, the, mm-hmm. the, the pagan inheritance, but it's not exactly Catholic. Right. No. But it's like almost proto-Catholic. It's, 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 the, it's where the it's, Catholic religion yeah, springs from. Catholicism, I suppose which I guess down the centuries would be defined more properly by Spain, France. Right. But yeah, the beginnings of, I guess, a Catholic doctrine is right. emerging. But at the same time, we have... Of which none of us subscribe. None of us, no, not right. one of us. In fact, yeah. we hate them so much that we have now chased them all off our lands. We have butchered <laughs> Christian prominent uh, element yeah. that we've come across pretty much. So, some of us have done it slightly more humanely, at least in the in the recent history, in the past year or so. But, yeah, for the most part, there's been a lot of butchery, a lot of bloodshed. A lot of poor Christians died, I'm not going to lie. However, there is an offshoot of Christianity that takes place in the British Isles. The Kimrick Christians. Which, which we've allowed, well, it's mainly kept in a toehold in Ireland at the moment. So the actual England well, it, it, itself. Yeah, it's a sort of combination of... Old British ways with the Druids and Catholic Christianity sort of melding together. Right. That, which which kind of begs the question: Why are the Kimmer Christians given a pass, whereas everybody else has uh, fallen under? The well, sword? on our yeah. lands and yeah. all of actual Britain, as far as we're concerned, they're not. They aren't given a pass. They're okay. not on our lands either. There are, there's no Christian element left in England mm-hmm. proper. Uh, that's not true. There's a fair amount. Is that the reason they're given a pass? Is because they aren't trying to convert you to be one church, which is what the the Christians did at this time. The, the, the Romans. The Ro- Well, yes. The, at this point in time, they're Christians. Right. They're not Catholics or anything. It's right. They're Christians. Christians. And the Christians were all about you convert or you die. Or you're, well, or yeah, you die or you're no not valid. So what distinguishes the the Kimmer Christians? The Kimmer Christians the recognize Christians. the mother and other sort of stuff. Like they are open to. Other gods, per se, you know, like. So it pays lip service to uh, the ancient uh, beliefs. Yes, yeah, just enough so that you know they're not, you know, they tolerate us. We tolerate them. Yes. So I guess it's more of a, uh, I don't know, it, it, the beliefs come more from a democratic process as opposed to from a hierarchical yeah uh, well it's because it's it's more like down. Peasant, it's it's truly peasant based more right because a peasant you know the guy who's growing the crops he'll recognize whichever one he thinks will get a more favorable crop right so in the springtime if he recognizes the the rights of Beltane and other stuff so be it so be it right you know I mean, because at this point in time, the, the church, the Christian, the, the Rome guys were all about, no, 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 you have to go, go on our side, suffer through this time, it'll all be good once you die. So it basically acknowledges the feedback of um, <laughs> yeah. ancient beliefs that have somehow permeated through the ages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
Because they've got yeah, the mixings of the Through druids some process, and some, like that. some yeah. syncretic process, yeah. they've melded into one yeah. belief, I right. suppose, with, with Christian overtones. Yeah. So, and because of that, they're happy enough to say, hey, you know, what goes, we're, we're only accept. We're not going to freak out and go, oh my God, how dare you just not worship one God. A because, progressive religion. <laughs> well, because it's also, there's not, the Kimmerich one doesn't have the hierarchy that you have the, the the true right. Christians do. It's a flat structure. It's yeah. There's maybe. Well, at this point in time, true. There's still no real one pope, right? At this point in time, there's bishops are the one that makes the rulings. Um, and the Roman Church is now the Christian Church. But yeah, the the Kimmer guys are definitely more of a people's religion as opposed to a ruler. So religion. do the the Kimmer Christians acknowledge the. Uh, Supremacy of the Pope? No. Or well, there's no Pope. There yeah, is right. no there's Pope. A, there's no Pope right now. So in the, in there's the, no tie to Rome, no, essentially, at all. No. Which is why they're okay. And right. also, like, for a lot of the Christians, one is not a priest who's sent to them from somewhere else. It's it's a local guy. It's a local guy who's who knows the land and stuff like that, so... And who's willing to overlook a few, you know, superstitious things to his people. Mm-hmm. You know? They, yeah, they, they're not the... You have done wrong, therefore you must be punished. It's live and let live. Live and let live. You know, yeah. Just watch out for the big sins, and we're good. Yeah, don't murder anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Live That's good really way. about it. Tend your crops, obey your lords, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that's that's changed the political geographical structure of not just England uh, but the North because Sean's character is a Pict. Yeah who were the ancient people of that area, who historically got pretty much wiped up. Right, so they're the people in Scotland before the Irish invaders became what are now nowadays known as the Scots. Yes. Um, a pre-Celtic people. Correct. Yeah, exactly, yes. Well, yeah, very ancient. Very ancient. And, and when, you, when you think about people running naked through the woods, dressed in blue paint, that's who they're actually talking about. Yeah, but the problem they, is... They tend to be relatively uh, small in stature, yeah. so like four, four to five feet, no more than that. Um, scrawny, but yet, you know, powerful enough to and go to war, nomadic, naked. Mostly nomadic. Very nomadic. But the problem is, though, Hunter since they were wiped out, there's very little... History. History. Yeah. We've got some archaeological finds and stuff. Right. But, I mean... They had no writing, so to speak, I no, don't think. Right. Exactly. They, they all basically problem. dealt, almost like the Native Americans, in, in total. Actually, if you want to look at what some pics were shown as, you could see the movie The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. That gives you an idea, that's sort of an idea of what the picks were were considered to be like. Right, not 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 necessarily how they looked. No, but the the the, the way they lived and their yeah. their um, ideology or or what they worshipped that sort of information yeah. is very similar to that movie. A yeah. quintessential tribal culture. Correct. Oh, exactly. Correct. Yes. So in, in the European context. In the European context, yeah. since the things have been developing, Sean as the top pick guy has managed to. Do something that never happened in history, which was pretty, pretty much keep out the people from south, the British, if you will, and the people from Ireland, and people from Ireland, and unite most of the tribes, or at least attempt to unite the tribes. Yeah. He's he's in that process right now. But the thing is, it's still something that never ever happened in history because there's never one person with enough money, power, or charisma to do it. Right. Well, I figured if it was good enough for a pastoral people like Genghis Khan's yes, uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> nomads, then right. it's good enough for the picks. Why yeah, not? absolutely. 
Oh, no, I have no problem with it. It works quite well. It's just an interesting sort of, again, how history has changed. And the other one that's changed is there's no more Britney. We're going to make people look up in their history books and Google all this Wikipedia <laughs> stuff. But Britney is no more. Yeah. Uh, that's the again, essence of gaming, though, wouldn't you say? Turning history on its head. Well, that's why I like this sort of gaming as opposed to the dungeon crawl, where it's like you do something and that's it. You move on. Who cares how much money you have or how much power you have? You go to the next dungeon. And also, it, it's there. There's more. You have more invested in a game like this because you're dealing with actual history or areas and places that exist in real life. Plus, and, also and bloodlines and bloodlines. Yeah, like, that are that are root, that are true, or at least well, historically. Like Brittany, Brittany came about because one of the guys from the legions left England to go right, go take over Rome, but his legion stopped in Brittany, and he declared himself. Emperor. Right. That's historical. And we're kind of recreating Which that now. actually became, you know, Brittany and later on. Right. That's been wiped out because you guys were to... Although, if you really think about it, because we're Roman legionnaires... Exactly. And, and, we're, still, and we're slowly taking over Brittany, well, we're kind of making that history happen. One of Deb's sons has married one of Clovis's daughters. Clovis would be king of the Franks at this king point. King of the Franks at this time. Um... Pendragon meshes history back and forth, so, you know, something that happened 100 years ago can happen now because of the way to mesh it. Um, actually, if we want to talk about that a bit, it's, it's the way they uh, envision it. It takes about four or 500 years worth of history between, say, 10,000 10, and 15,000 AD and condenses it into about 100 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of progress in uh, technology, um, armor, advances far faster than it did in real life. So you start off with things like just boiled leather as that you're wearing all the way up to full plate that they wore in the 15th, 16th century condensed into like a 100-year period. Yeah. So yeah, technological and sociological development has to be sort of compressed Correct. to make it uh, yeah. a viable so game. That's a viable why, game. Yeah, that's otherwise. why Clovis is now the actual king of the Franks. Right. And But again, Pendragon... Because, like, like I said, this is why I like this sort of thing as opposed to World of Warcraft and stuff. What you guys have done has, years ago is now playing an effect. Right. It has, it has direct impact in you the know, game. The other thing, something is, you know, and that's why I like. It's not just I go, I do something, I walk away with 50,000 gold. Right. You guys have to maintain your levels of government and you know, right. sustain your, your families and that. And, again, Pendragon is the only game that I've seen where the deal with kids. Yeah. And you're expected to get married, have children, because your children well, are supposed is to important. Take... Right. It's, it's, it's one of the few games, the only game that we know of, where it, that deals in actual bloodlines. And how you pass, what you pass on to your children, or the effects, the, the actions you take in the past have dire consequences on what your children face yeah. in the future. And marriages are important. Yep. Married Political right or otherwise. Now, the one difference in this game for Pendragon, because it is meant for hoping having women play as well, is women play a more important role in this than they did in the historically. Real, historically in the Middle Ages. Right. Although really that depends on who's running the game. Um, I know that in, in a, a lot of the campaigns I've played in the past, women have played no role at all. They're only there as, um, as, 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 breeding. as breeding cattle, basically. <clears throat> but if you choose to include women in a prominent political role, the game very easily allows for it. Yeah. So it's really up to the, the person running the game and, and the universe they want to create. It depends on the context, yeah. but yes. uh, you, you do have very, very influential female figures oh, sure. yes. 
uh, depending on the perspective. For example, from the pagan side, you've got uh, Nemu, Vivian, oh. mm -hmm. the, the ladies of the lake, ladies of the lake. Yep. who uh, wield immense power as oh, yeah. far as uh, uh, their little confines are concerned. And uh, can uh, affect uh, the direction of history mm -hmm. in, in quite dramatic ways. Well, even historically, like I said, you know, Eleanor of Aquitaine, historically speaking, was yeah. an extremely influential female. Yeah, but a one-off. That's the kind of thing yeah, that don't Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, no. look at Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth? Or, yeah, but, or but that's not, that's not true history. I mean, that, we're not talking 10,000 AD. We're talking now 15, okay. 16, Actually, 17 okay. centuries. Back then, still, the, 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 the woman I introduced, Bridget, Bridget yeah. tonight, was actually a very influential abbess okay. in uh, Ireland. Okay. Um, they actually made her a saint. Okay, so we are talking about St. Bridget. St. Bridget, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've changed it that, you know, but she was considered um, an abbess. Right. But back in those days in Ireland, an abbess had as much power, if not more, than an abbot. Because the Irish, due to their influence from the, uh, the, the Celts and stuff like that, mm -hmm. recognized women if they were capable and smart and right. they, could, they could actually lead troops. Right, they had, they had an equal role in they society. Role. If yeah. they could do, if they were able to do it, they could do it. Well, I can't think of... Think of uh, Mav, or what's her name, the one who led the uh, well, troops against the Romans. Uh, Boudicca, for example. Yeah, Boudicca, that's the one, yes. Uh, Didn't they make a really crappy TV show about that? They made a bad movie, I think. Is, was it a movie? There was thought, a movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a TV show. Yeah, okay. but I don't think it was very well done. But yeah, Boudicca was... She, she was one of the leaders of uh, the, I guess, uh, an Irish rebellious... Mm -hmm. uh, what Would it be a tribe or a confederacy of tribes? I think it was a confederacy of tribes, yeah. She was in the area. That was against the Romans, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. she led they, very they successful. Definitely, definitely made a, a TV show about it. Now, if she's a historical figure, yep. maybe there's a bit of embellishment, but sure. uh, in, in mythical Irish tales, you've got Queen uh, Maeve. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, well, like I said, the Irish had always had a... a until, like... The women Roman, that had impact. Yeah. Until the Roman church started slamming that in, yeah. they actually had a big influence. Like, women could have as much influence as men, because, like, if you're competent, you can do it. Yep. Now, I mean, mainly there's still... You know, the, the, the cultural one of you don't want women in danger as much as possible. That's sort of the, you know, the... the because you don't have children without women. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the Even, overall, though... But the warrior queen... Is a, a huge uh, thing in Ireland. Is, yeah. ...has a huge significance in, in Irish legend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... A most Celtic yeah. legend, actually, yeah. even even in England, that yeah. that's been a, a traditional yeah. tribal and that's what we're force. Yeah. And like I said, that's why I have no problem... In, in mind, having a lot of women who are important and right. make matters for... Now, there's no one running a woman because we're not the type to actually, you know, run women. Right, or, or try to pretend, try to pretend or to be role a, play yeah. as women. Role right. play as women, yeah. Well, uh, again, but though, it depends on the game you're playing. Like like a fast-paced, fun game oh. like Star Wars that we're yeah. going to be playing next week. Sure. In, in two weeks. Yeah, doesn't matter. One of the characters, the pre-made characters, is a female bounty hunter... Now, we are going to have a girl coming, so she'll probably end up playing her. But if we didn't... Yeah, for one off it game, would be It would be whoever it well, is. Well, it's also there's no real development of the character afterwards. It's Correct. you're going and you're shooting. And, you Correct. Know, it's, it's, it's more of a beer and pretzel fun style game. Yeah. Not a, a long-term strat strategic game yeah. like Pendragon. But it's actually interesting. The Pendragon one, though, we have the Picts. We have the Romans. Yep. We even have a Viking guy. We just don't have a Kimrick guy to represent all of England. The, the people who actually lived there before we came and took them over? Yes. Well, 
we sort of had one in uh, another campaign that was run by by Eric. Oh yes, right? yes, yeah, yeah. Right, we, we had plenty of Kimrick types. Oh god, well that's mostly everyone was Kimrick back then. Yeah, that's pretty much it, huh? Yeah. Actually, if if you think about it, we're following history a little more closely than than you would think, because because originally the the Kimrick that were there were wiped out, and the Angles who came from uh, Normandy, yeah, and the Saxons who came from. Um, well, G Germanic areas sure, yeah, and the Norse areas yeah. are the ones who ended up becoming the Anglo-Saxons that England is now based on. <laughs> Hence, yeah, and that's that's what we are. Well, it's it, instead of being Anglo-Saxon, it's now Romano-Saxon or Romano-Norse. Yeah, exactly. Culture, essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but we've still done the same thing and wiped out the original Kimrick. It's just a different group of people. <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah, exactly. Instead of, instead of the Angles and the Saxons, it's now the Romans and the Norse. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Only difference. Okay, so that's the Pendragon campaign that we've been playing all day. Which still, I'm sure, will condense down because it's no, no, no. Uh, okay. This is actually a really, really good discussion, and I'd say maybe sixty percent of the people that le regularly listen to our podcast will be interested in it. Okay, For the other forty percent of you, sorry that we took I don't know, probably twenty or thirty minutes talking but about it. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. If, if if you want to hear more talk about games that we played or the or the worlds that we've created, we're happy to uh, to do that. If you want to hear less talk, we're happy to condense it as well. Okay, so let's move on to another topic. Um, Sean, you want? Uh, you're, I know you're chomping at the bit, desperately want to talk about how much you hate Prometheus. You know, I, I think that's probably uh, an item for a later <coughs> a, a, date. A whole after, another podcast? After but, giving mm -hmm. Prometheus another pass, perhaps, okay, and yeah. uh, dissecting it. But uh, yeah, I agree with you, though. It, it could have been so much more. But yes, that, folks, that I was... do have a bone to pick <laughs> with, with Prometheus. what I once considered as the master of <laughs> the horror sci-fi genre, right. i.e. Ridley Scott, um, it was an immense Let disappointment. Yeah. Well, I agree. Like I said, Coming I, from a personal perspective. Well, because it, it, you had the thing that it could have been more. You yeah, know. Yeah. It has like, such it, potential. So much potential. It'll be so much better. And that's where I think, whereas other bad movies, I don't mind. Like, you're going, ah, it's crap. It's but, crap. You know, perhaps this is the peril of like Michael, Michael looking Bay. at movies through a lens that right. is the lens of the original Alien, yeah. right, which was then <laughs> went seventy nine. Well, he, he set a standard, and then exactly, and then didn't even approach it. Yes. Correct. Like, exactly. he's just like, no, I don't want to do that. So it's a completely different direction. Everybody expected something, and he gave them something that they didn't want. Well, right. this is a guy that they was, weren't expecting. He was playing coy yeah. with the whole notion that this was uh, a derivative movie, basically. Yeah. Set in the alien universe, but not really related to mm. the alien thing, which made no sense if uh, you guys have seen the movie at all. Oh yes, I have. Well, well especially well, since they, the the company they're talking about is the same company that pretty much found the aliens in the first place. Right. And and the whole the whole premise of the original Alien movie was that they had a, they heard a distress call, but they didn't know what was there. But that's changed from, from from what they've now depicted in this movie. They've now changed history because the company did know about it. Well, and they intentionally they went there. to that planet. How right. did they not know about this planet? He built an entire ship just to go to this one planet. Correct. It's like he. It's like he's like I want to remake Aliens, but I want to change it. And then and then just surprise. He's everybody. like Lucas. It's my world. I can do yeah. whatever I want yeah. to. Let me make the prequel. And go, well, forget about what happens later on, because you're going, shouldn't yeah, someone you, know about this? Yeah, how do you get from A to B without without some sort of correlation between yeah. these two movies? Let's pretend that there's no associations to the franchise uh, and, and state that it was loosely based on the alien universe, quote-unquote. Right. Yet, 
appeal to <laughs> the endless cliches that form part of the original movies. Right. Down to the way the the goddamn android died for Christ's sake. Yes. They right. all have to lose their head or be yeah. torn in, in into half. Yeah. Okay, let, let's let's stop talking about this though, because we actually will <laughs> yes, again watch the movie. Here, here's here's what we'll do. We'll sit together, we'll watch the movie once all the way through, without without the recording, and then and then we'll run the movie through a second time with sound. no sound. But we can and put, then we'll uh, talk. Cl- uh, close caption on. So we, can we, we can put close caption on so we know the kind of the words that are being said or the or the the specific scenes they're talking. Yeah, about. you have to admit so that we're going to do our own running commentary. We yes. are going to do our own running commentary. Yes. I want to be yeah. here for that. This is what we tried cool. to do with Avatar. Uh, Avatar, but the problem is we didn't do it that way. We we only had one single run through with the sound so we could hear what was going on, and we tried to record over it, and that was a dismal failure. So I think this, it's going to take more time. It's, we're going to need to book yes. like a five-hour gap yeah. where we can sit down and watch the movie not once but twice. But I think it's going to work out much better f- in the end for us and for the, uh, the admit, consumer. And at least had somewhat better dialogue than Avatar. Yeah, but did you actually again, get your Avatar rant? I did, it didn't work, though, because of the, the, the sound volume. Was... I, I can't compare both movies they're, they're such different they're, items. Yeah. They're different yeah. animals. And, um, and the issues that we have with them are different as the well. The issues I have are with the present and the past. Right. Yes. Uh, how the present derived itself from the past and how everything turned on its head. Right. As far as my perceptions of the movie are concerned. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll have to block off a, a chunk of time. Yeah. And, uh, that sounds good. Let me like do that so I can watch the original Aliens again because I haven't seen Aliens. 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 Yeah. Alien. And once I finish watching that, then I'll know exactly where I'm sitting for premiere. Fair enough. Actually, I thought, that's a good idea. Let's all individually watch the movie Alien ourselves. Really? I I can watch it through my head. I've seen yeah. It okay. Fine. fine. Sort of like, okay. Well, if you haven't seen it in a while, yeah, I, I can't I, remember. I, it. I don't. I can't remember how many times I've watched it now. Like that movie I've seen back and forth. It is. It times. is an incredibly good movie. Yeah. It was a masterpiece. Yeah. It was, in, in my opinion. Okay, but on now, so many but, levels. But now we'll, we actually will stop talking about Prometheus. <laughs> yes, let's okay. do that. Okay. okay, so let's talk about... Actually, I don't even know what else to talk about. What do you well, guys want to talk about? I came across this. I don't know oh, what I'm yeah, looking Apparently, they're doing a World of Warcraft live-action movie. Oh, God. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. It, it, depending on who does it and how they do well, it, that could have potential. Some uh, Duncan Jones. He did Moon and Source Code. Oh, that's, okay. that's uh, David Bowie's son. Oh really? Yeah. And oh, they're okay. they're talking. The cast rumored, according to this website, is Johnny Depp. Um, Interesting. Melina Kunas. Why would? And, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I like see, Johnny Depp as an actor, but I, I know that they're just rumored. Those two are okay. rumored. They, they hell throw Ozzy Osbourne in there. Sure. But they have. I mean, as a it, Prince of Darkness. World of Warcraft does have an amazing storyline. They work actually. Really it hard really does. It. it really does. You know, a lot of people will just play it. And they just skip through all the storyline and just do the questing or whatever oh. is involved. They don't actually get the story. But it is an amazing story if you actually do follow it. Okay. I don't know anything no. about WoW. But how, how, hold on, have, did you ever play the original World Warcraft games? Never, never. Okay. No. In that case, you you would you, you'd be going in games, blind. So okay. Yeah. Well, uh, going on movies, if we can, that's something else. Other Star Wars, J.J. Abrams directing. Mm. It, it has that has potential to be very good. I know a lot of people complain. I think he did a wonderful job on Star Trek. I, I also very I'm, much I, enjoy I, I it. understand people's misgivings about it because. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to the next one, mostly because of the guy that plays Khan. So let me get this straight. They see Vulcan getting destroyed. We don't know that it's Khan. They start to go in war. Oh, is he? They dump Kirk off while they've been in warp, 
which technically he should be in a different solar system now, but he happens to be in a planet where Spock was dumped off so he could watch Vulcan being destroyed. I didn't pay close attention, or I just don't remember. And, and, but to There's get to Spock, he gets hunted by bigger and bigger, bigger ickies along the way. And, and somehow this is also not only the planet Spock gets dumped on, it happens to also be a Starfleet listening post. Okay, so your problem is with the mechanics. That's no, directing, it, but it, that's directing. It, it's it's, it's how, it's how the storyline was brought together. It was, let's, let's talk about the franchise impression. Okay, with that I, go about, did, I, I did, do like the reboot of the characters. I so did like that. So was consistency, do you think? Yes. To the characters, yeah. even though they were younger? Oh, the, the characters? Yes. I think matched perfectly. Perfect. Actually, I'd also Spot. like Uhura. That's what I thought, too. I, I think they actually did a better job of Uhura. Nothing against Nicole's. Right. But... Michelle Nichols? Michelle Nichols, yeah. Right. yeah I but I sure. think... Yeah, she did a great... Like, she was great. Right. But I think the, the way they've, they've reworked Uhura... I like even more. And made her more of a um, um, outgoing, yeah. active Yeah, I, I mean, I understand in the, the 60s it was harder for right. her to actually do more because she wasn't listed as one of the main, you know, like... The, she was basically a red shirt in a skirt. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that she was one of the first uh, African-American females yeah. in, a, in, a, in a big role and stuff Correct. like that, that was great. Yeah. Uh, she did great. However, like, again, I, th- I think the new reboot of it, is great. Yeah, it, it, she, she's given far more, not only screen time, but importance of character. Yes. She's not just a, a bit part that well, now sits you know off why she, Well, exactly. Now you know why she sits on, on the, the rate of communications. Right. She actually knows these languages. Right. She, she understands them, you know, which is, you, you didn't get before. Right. Uh, the guy they got, they got to play Bones. Perfect. Carl, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. He... Yeah. Actually, yeah, Carl Urban, he's the same guy who does yep. the, uh, the new uh, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Which yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully will be in Doom Alone because... He was in Doom too. He was in Doom as well. But, I have never okay, seen Doom. The, uh, Dredd, just on a side note, right. they actually might do a second one because the DVD sales have been really well. I, I have... I, I will happily say that I have contributed to that. Because I have purchased my copy and... I'm going to buy one as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, Carl Urban as so, Bones. So, Carl Urban as Bones... Perfect match. I think I think my personally my personal favorite character was Simon Pegg for Scotty. See, I hated the role they put him in. <coughs> yeah. He Simon Pegg is a great actor, don't get me wrong. I have no, no issues with Simon Pegg. He should have been Scotty. I love the movies that he was in. I have no problem with him being Scotty. I don't like how they wrote Scotty into it purely as comedic relief. Oh yes. Yeah, yes. unfortunately that's true. His role was far too silly. James Dewan was a stately um I don't want to say austere, but he was—he was, he was a, a very gentlemanly type character. I mean, he was work, kind of working class, but proud. Well, it's also the humor wasn't forced; like it wasn't as a comedy right. relief. He—he he had humor, but but his humor was very, very dry. Yeah. And, it, and if you didn't, yeah. if you if you weren't listening to it right, or if you weren't expecting it, then you would miss it altogether. He is a a very, very important part of the cast, and he he shouldn't his role shouldn't be. Purely to be the slapstick comedic relief, which is what they did to him in this movie, and I, think, I hated I it. I think that might have been a lot of it. They gave they gave Simon Pegg too much a lot, a lot of a lot of free free running with the character. Oh, you think maybe he, that was his? He's, a natural, he's naturally a comedian. And right. Almost every role I've ever seen him in, he's a comedian. So I think a lot of it was they gave him free reign with the character. Right. Hopefully, in the sequel, they'll they'll tone it back, back. Yeah, maybe. and bring him back to more towards the line that we all know is a traditional. Okay. Right. Good. That that would be good. That that's the problem I had with his character, 
and the way he was depicted in the, in the should movie. We, should we hold off now to do the second part tomorrow? No, no, let's keep going. Let's keep okay. going. This is going well. Okay. I think I think maybe we'll just do two separate podcasts. If we do do a recording tomorrow... Oh my god, our fans are going to be like swamped. Listen, if we do do a recording tomorrow, um, what I'll do is I'll wait until next weekend and I'll release it next Tuesday. Okay. Or, sorry, next Saturday. And so they'll have one this weekend, they'll have one next weekend, they'll have, they'll have one after our Star Wars game. Okay. That works. Which I'm really looking forward to. All right. Yeah, I want to I wanna take a spin of that, too. Yeah, you're on the invite list. Um, as far as I know, it's the three of you, so you, Pat, and and Pat. But Pat probably not. No, I think Pat said he was he was really? free for it. If it's a, is it on a Sunday or a Saturday? I think it's on a Saturday, because it's, Saturday. it's before good. we have our dinner. Well, he knows about it, so we should. Yeah. And then the fourth character being played by my friend Tara, who's coming in, who's actually a girl, and our biggest fan of the podcast, by the way. She's been by far the most active person yes. on our website, or sorry, on our uh, Facebook site. Facebook site, yes. And probably one of the few people who have listened to every episode we've well, put out. Also, oh, just going on that, Comic-Con yes. is in May. Correct. Will Wheaton is going to be a Comic-Con. Yes. I agree. Okay, fans out there, if you can get some sort of thing going to try and convince Will, Will Wheaton, Wheaton to come join us... On the out, of the out of the basement podcast, or even we'll during Comic Con, exactly. we'll go to him and we'll just bring the recorder. It doesn't have to be for like an hour. We can just, just sit there for like 10, minutes. 15 minutes. It's even you know, shoot the shit. Say how. Say hi. See how it's going. We'll, we will, of course, have made sure we've list, watched his um, his his, his YouTube his YouTube channel yeah. where he talks about board games and the, and, and that that sort yeah. of thing that we talked about in the last podcast with my sister. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we'll we'll be able to convince him to. Uh, to, to at least give us a, a bit of a time. All we need now is try to convince people for Comic-Con 2014, get Bruce Campbell here. That would be actually pretty awesome. <laughs> there, and there again, my, my nod, my Bruce Campbell love for right, the Right, right. We, we, we actually and, haven't um, gone an episode without at least mentioning <sighs> Bruce Campbell. Is that right? Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. Like To me, he's he's the, one of the best B actors out there yeah. who's constantly done a lot of stuff. He's not an A-list, I know, but... You know, as a guy who's done a bunch of movies, he's actually also helped do a lot of sci-fi movies yeah. for the, the Sci-Fi Channel, which wouldn't have gotten, a lot of wouldn't get made. But he actually goes out and helps, you know, he helped a lot of movies be made. And he has an excellent side character on Burn Notice. Yes, he does. He plays an amazing sidekick on that show. I really like him. Yeah. Well, there we go. I don't know anything we, about that show. Nope. You don't know? Oh. I've never seen it, no. It's actually not too bad. It's Basically an ex-CIA. An ex-CIA guy who was, who was forced to stay in... Got burned? Um, Forced to stay in Miami, the the town of, of of Miami, by the agency, because he was framed for doing something he didn't do. It, it, it's it's actually very very good. It's a really good show. Yeah, it, it, think of it almost like the eighteen. There's not any real killing that goes on. He doesn't believe in killing people, but he'll use whatever means he he needs to to help people. It, it, it's funny. People come to him for help, or people come to his mom for help, and oh, she yes. forces him to go help these people through. Uh, through manipulation, basically. So there, there's an overall storyline where he's trying to get back in with the agency, or he's trying to figure out what, or why he is in this situation. Yeah. Because he doesn't know why he got burned, he doesn't know who burned him, so he's trying to figure stuff out. But every actual episode is him helping some totally unrelated person do something else. Mm. So it's a very much like the A-Team. Yeah. But it's actually it's a really well-done show. It is. Hmm. I don't know who the main guy is, I just know Bruce Campbell, because, you know, that's... Yeah, he's he's. I've seen him in in I've minor roles in movies, yeah, minor stuff, yeah. Yeah. He, he but I can't. I, and I we can Google it, but him. we're too all too lazy to Google <laughs> IMDb. So our fans, if you want to Google and tell us, you know, the main actor for uh, that's here quiz for tonight. Who's the main actor in Burn Notice? Burn Notice. And I'll find out how many people are listening. 
Yeah. <laughs> Obviously create, not Bruce create, Campbell, though. Create listener... Interaction. If you put yeah. it, the first person who puts it up, we will mention you in the next podcast. Sure, that would be well, awesome. Well, the well, next probably one we actually do. Tara. Right, not the one tomorrow. <laughs> it, it, it probably will be Tara. Probably will be Tara, but, you know. But I'll, I want to send a big shout-out to my friend Michael, who's in uh, Afghanistan as we speak. Um, he's another one of our big listeners. He's a guy I met on a tour that I did through England back in September. Okay. And uh, we became pretty good friends, and he's been an avid follower of the podcast ever since. So, thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I, I don't really have anything else to talk about. I don't know if you guys. Well, like wanna, I said, I, I want to do something. To, well, I thought don't to, worry. Tomorrow is a whole, a whole different day. One? Okay. Different um, day, different podcast, different people will be well, here. Well, it's going to be short. What if we do on this one? That's okay for people. Um, it's a little short. I'm sure it'll be okay. Let's see. We're currently sitting at forty minutes. Okay. So we should probably go for another twenty. Well, it's let's make it a nice hour. I, I, I don't know what we can talk let's about. Let's round it out to sixty minutes. All right. Well, yeah. I'm just saying because I did most of my stuff this week was doing the, the handwriting stuff, writing up, you know, like notes, background stuff. Well, okay. Why don't we talk about our guests and and okay. how long we've known them, how we know them? Well, Sean actually works in IT as well. Yes, I'm uh, yet another IT cog <laughs> in that machine we call and government too. Well, oh, not right now, but no, I, I used to be with the government, but uh, I worked for a private company yeah. um, that was government. Right. And uh, yeah, been at it for what 12, 13 years. Yeah. But how long have I known you guys? Oh, oh long since the eighties. Mid eighties, um, uh, no, late eighties. Did I get to know you, Dev, through the military, or did no. I? No, no. Okay, I knew you were in the military at the time. Right. When, when we, well, yeah. I don't think we ever crossed paths in uniform. Our oh, main uh, through. Uh, I met you through uh, through Eric. That's it. Well, I met you yeah. in university at the gaming areas and stuff like that. Well, I met you, Pat, through university. That yeah. was like late, mid to late eighties, wasn't it? Well, I, I went there. I think I started in eighty six. Yeah, or something like that. So yeah. Well, I moved to. That's almost twenty years. I moved to Ottawa. Or twenty. Almost. Or, or almost. That's Jesus like, Christ! That's yeah, seven years. Yeah, yeah. fuck, almost three years. years. I, I moved here in ninety four, and in ninety five is when I met up with. No, I think 94. That, 94. I moved in October, and by November, we were starting to hang out, Patrick Just, and Patrick and I, yeah, and, and another friend, not Eric. Eric wasn't oh. in the group at that point. Yes, he was, was he, he, was he, was he there from the very beginning? Yes, he was, yeah. Star Wars and all sort of stuff. Okay, so it was like the three of us, and, um, uh, what was his name? The guy we all ended up hating. Ian? No. Okay, it's not important. doesn't matter. We all ended up hating so him. So that's why you don't yeah. remember him. <laughs> Brushed haircut, always way too intense. He's the guy who initially actually brought us all together. He's the one who answered my ad, and then I guess you answered. Well, I never answered no fucking ad. That, that's what I'm saying. I I, well, I never answered no ad. I don't answer ads. I, I went to a game store, the only game store I knew in Ottawa at the time. Okay. So I, I had just moved here. I didn't know a single Doesn't person. I found, I found this new game store. And I put up an ad saying, listen, I'm looking to meet people in the gaming industry or uh, who, who are playing these are the games that I'm into. And this one gentleman answered my ad. Why can't I remember his name? I, 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 I could see his face. My height? Shorter? Taller? Yeah, about... So right. here, here's a big question. Anyway, it's not... I'm sure your podcast listeners want to know. Yeah. We're all, more or less, we've been in the gaming scene for, well... Decades for decades, right? Twenty-five years plus. Well, Paul here's a baby. Plus. Paul's a baby. I'm, I'm, I'm the youngin'. Okay. Paul's a recent uh, newcomer to the gaming thing. Oh but God, it's been ten years. 
I still don't know shit. Okay, you know, it's been 10 years. <laughs> but, so. but you're definitely new to our group, though. Yeah, it's right. maybe been about four or but five still, years. 10 years for us is no, like. It's been about 10 years. We, yeah, but are you serious? Dude, oh, yeah. dude like I said, wow. I've been running my Pendragon for almost that long. Yeah. I know. So, anyways. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the question, the question is what attracted you guys about the gaming scene? Um, <laughs> why did you get into role playing games, for example? Um, it was I was a simpler time. <laughs> I, I was I was introduced to role playing through uh, some family friends actually. So um, back when I was living in Edmonton, there were say five or six families that were relatively close, and we'd kind of get together with their kids every weekend. Everyone was kind of around the same age. Um, so there were these two brothers who were one was one year, one was two years older than me, mm-hmm. and they had first gotten into D and D. So around the time when I turned 12 and just finished my first or my grade six, I was going into junior high. Okay. That's when I was introduced to role playing in the first place. And then when I when I went to this new school in junior high uh, in Canada, it's basically the the the, the school years are, are broken down. Elementary is years one to six, and we have what, what you call junior high, which is seven to nine. And then 10 to 12 was high school. At least that's how it is. was in Edmonton where I was living and doing my childhood. Okay. So as I moved into junior high, um, it was a brand new school. I didn't know a single person. Um, a lot of the people there had moved from an uh, elementary school that was relatively close to them. So they, a bunch of them actually knew each other. But I was coming from much further away and didn't know a single person. Made one or two friends like immediately on that first day. And then found out that this friend was also into role-playing. So immediately we had something in common and we, that, that's something we could talk about. And then so we started a little club in that school where we introduced like maybe three or four more people into the group. And this small little sub subgroup in the school became a close-knit, fast friend What was group. your first game? D&D. Dean, first day, okay, wait, Dean, Dean, Red, Red Box. Red, the Red Box, yes. Red, the Red Box was my first game. So after I was introduced to it, um, I, this is actually something I will never forget. I was in a mall with my mother, of all people, and I found, again, this game slash comic store. And I went to her and I said, listen, Mom, um, there's this game that uh, a couple of guys at school play, and uh, I'm very much interested in it. Would you buy me this? And I was shocked when she said, absolutely, yeah. Because usually I would go to my dad to, to buy me frivolous stuff, and my mom would buy me things that were... Like uh, clothes. Yeah, and yeah, stuff, you, the, the, you, utilitarian. Th- yes. Things that I needed. But I guess at that point she realized that this would allow me to do social, have social interaction. Which is good, isn't it? Which is something that everyone really needs. And, yeah. and, and the fact that most games have now moved to computers and has, has kind of distanced you away from people. I think that's a, a bit of a detriment to society. But that's how I was introduced to it, through a family friend, and then found a small community that I could hang out with. And then when I moved to high school, we joined a larger community, and then we really became fast friends. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Sean? Sorry, that was a really oh, long and rambling okay. answer. No, that's, no, good. That was, uh, that's what we're all about here. Yeah, Sean, you, you brought the question up. Let's hear... Uh, well, Actually, you mentioned that your your mother got you the game. Right. Um, in our context, I think it was my dad that got us the basic set of D and D. Right. The the old was, red box set. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I still have all of my first ed D and D boxes. 
from the red box all the way up to the gold. I just I believe it or not, I didn't yeah, start with the D and D. Really? No, I started with this game called Dragon Quest. I, I think that's because you started before I did. Well, yeah, I started in high school. Oh, right? Okay, you so, actually might have. Well, you're ten years old. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. So when I was in grade ten or eleven, I think eleven, and like I, I love all these fantasy books. And yeah, fantasy yeah. And stuff. And there was one guy, a friend of mine, uh, Eric, who's you know like tried some you know role playing stuff. I'm like, oh, sounds good. And uh, it was Dragon Quest, which you you can't find anymore. Right. But it was it was more detailed stuff for characters and stuff like that. Okay. Than, and, uh, but then we got from there. We went into the uh, the advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Believe it or not, we never for first Ed? First Ed. Okay. Yeah. Never actually got into the. I read the box. I had the box set sure. later on when I went. Hey, cool. The basic, and I read it, the, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And very simplistic, though. If you're coming very, from a second, exactly. Yeah. You're going like, wow. This is what was it that attracted you guys to being? I mean, what was the? the I was a uh, the, I was the, a small little geeky guy who didn't have too many friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was sort of a, a way to, but it had a big imagination, right? So and I like stories. So this was a way that helped me, yeah, again, hang out with a few people and yeah. and, and, and create your own stories. And actually, also helped me get more so confident. It's safe to help, say that the gaming is more or less food for dreamers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Me, it yeah. actually helped me get more confidence too. You know, because I, I was, people were listening to my ideas and stuff like that, okay. so that helped me, you know, do more writing and get, you know, more positive about myself. I think that's uh, pretty much a common theme uh, with a lot of people that have yeah. done the gaming thing. Uh, perhaps uh, not uh, completely hooked into the social scene, mm-hmm. but uh, moderately intelligent. Uh, I need to socialize. I uh, had uh, an active... Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, active imagination. imagination. I mean, we've, we've all met so we've all met the stereotypical gamers that they make fun of on the TVs and movies Absolutely. and stuff like that. Sure. Absolutely. But you know, this is why this out of the basement is a good idea to show people that okay, no, we're not all like the weird losers living at right. home right. and stuck in the basement, right. never bathing or anything. You right. know, we're all professionals in one sense. Yeah, right. exactly. And, and, and I feel gaming helped me get here because it it helps you know imagination and and. and keeping track of different things, and even history. I mean, that's where I got a good enjoyment of history. Well, well this is it. A good gaming system will give you things such as references to history. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's well-written, it also teaches you how to read properly. Yes. And how to uh, maybe uh, put ideas together yeah. when it comes well, yeah. to, for example, campaign creation. Exactly. How to do adventures, how to tie things in, how yeah, to write... The creative them, juices going. You know, how yeah. to write things together in a coherent manner as opposed to, ah, uh, you come across a... That's the amazing thing, you know, uh, some people dedicated to the craft, the amount of, the volume of information mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they put out for a campaign yes. is just phenomenal. Oh, it is. I mean, take your, your friend Eric, your friend of mine. Yes. Right. As uh, his Pendragon campaign oh, was my. just... It was, it was, lo- it was amazing the amount of pages and, and, and volumes and, st- and volumes of work. And the detail, yeah, the detail he put into the background stuff, I mean, it was something that... Incredible detail. You know. Uh, a vivid illustration of uh, the social, cultural underpinnings of uh, the the place that we were ensconced in. Right. Uh, just just a crazy amount of work. Yeah. Probably more work than we ever did in university. <laughs> but, oh, but, yes. <laughs> it just goes to show how much energy you could put into something that you 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 love, yeah. basically. So yeah, the advantages of gaming. Yeah. Now with alcohol, <laughs> exactly. Well, we well, had alcohol although, back in high school. Really, back then alcohol yeah. was still involved. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, remember Falkenstein when I ran it completely drunk on wine? That was fantastic. Yeah. So we're gonna have to call it soon, though, guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's almost seven. Oh, you didn't uh, even give me a chance. Okay, Paul, sure. Let, let's 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 bring you into it too, and then, we'll, and then we'll wrap it, was, it up. It was harder for me. Like I had just moved here from Calgary, and I wanted to spend some time with my cousin, and he was the one that introduced me to you fellows. Right. The other Patrick. Yeah, the other Patrick, and uh, he told me pretty much. He's like, "Well, we're, I'm going to go do this," and I, I'd heard about D and D and everything, and. I figured, what the hell, I'll give it a try. Now, at that point, though, you know? Paul, let me just interject. Were you a like an MMO player? Were you playing role-playing uh, games online? I was just breaking into it. Okay, so that that was a new thing for you as well. It was it was a new thing for me, which that, you know that was it's it's a completely different thing than than this kind of. It really is, you know. But I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a try. I like the idea. I can't roll dice with crap. I know that now, but. <laughs> I, Let's just say I have more dead dead characters than I had live characters. <laughs> so but it's been like that. I'm known for it now. But anyway, um, I, it just gave me an opportunity to meet new people and socialize and socialize. Yeah. And I haven't regretted it for a second. I get I when we'd actually start, you know, and it gets to the role playing, and I'm asked questions or I'm given options to do stuff. I freeze every time. <laughs> it's because I mean, like, if I'm left on my own devices, I'll come up with something and it'll be it'll be fine. But being put on the spot. Well, yeah, you know, it's on the spot. It's like, well, if I screw this up, I either kill the entire group or just myself. Right. I'm not so worried about killing myself anymore. I've done that too many times. I'm just <laughs> but it's, it's it's screwing up for everyone else right now. That really gets to me. But well, I have a question, yeah. Paul, because you're you're just interject if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Because you're you're newer, so you started pretty much with both, right? Computers and yeah. Which ones do you prefer? Like which like. Because I know I prefer the, the, the paper sort of social role-playing one as opposed to computers. Well, I know Sean backs you up on that one. Oh, com- absolutely. The absolutely. computers, I, I enjoy the computers, but it's easy. You know, I find this is more entertaining coming and socializing with everybody. Well, that, that, yeah. You know, and, and you, you start talking about the game, but then you, you, you move on to other crap. You get distracted, and you know, it's good. And... It's more challenging this way, more yeah. creative. I think there is a requirement to be far more creative with oh, yeah. a pen and paper model. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, on a computer, it's all it's all it's organized for you. Yeah, you know, exactly. you just follow. You, you, just, yeah. Yeah. you follow the story. You get a few decisions along the way, but really, it's, it's pretty limited of what you're. It, any of the options you pick will still take it. You don't get the option the of which, which white would you like to go you know? for? Who's you know? Yeah. Do you want to? And, and then Pendragon holds a special spot for me because it was the first game I played. Right. You know, so whenever yes. you're like, well, we're, we're doing Pendragon stuff, I'm like, oh, what the I, well, I, I, I'm, well, I'm in because I love Pendragon. I have to admit, like, you so, know, you've come along. Like, you know, Absolutely, you've come along. Well, because when you yeah. first came here, you hadn't had any experience really playing. Oh, hell no. no. It's like you asked me to do something, and I was like, and, and this is where, like, <laughs> yeah, and like you said, you, know? you went into one of the harder ones yeah. because yeah. Pendragon. It's a complex system. It's a complex it's system. Not it's easy. not just, like I said, the dungeon crawl. It is, yeah. you're affecting a whole bunch of things. There's marriages, there's lineages, there's, you know, people you deal with who can have effect on you. Well, I, I like it, but I also find it to be the hardest. Because, it is. Yeah, of course. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in the room with the rest of you guys, and you know so much about the history and everything. I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know anything. But so when, when you ask me a question and I'm trying to role play it, I'm trying to like, I don't know anything about the history. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hell of a time trying to, to do this. Yeah. And well, it just yeah, comes yeah, off there, from There's a huge challenge when there's, you're parachuted I mean, into yeah, an existing well, environment yeah. with a lot of history. But I have to say, you don't know. Even, even if we've completely destroyed the history, which we have, yes. I still don't know enough of it to reference what we're doing. But that's okay. You know? You, you, that's all right. If you're, you know, that's why we've told you, ask us questions, yeah. you know, that we don't mind. And hell, you've got the internet if you want to really look up. <laughs> You know, well, and you know, the more often you come hang out with us, the better it's the easier it's going to get. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, like, like I said, it was tough for you be, this being your first game to start with. I have to admit yeah. that is like yeah. one of the like, yeah. Well, Pendragon is uh, perhaps a simple system, but it's rich in the oh, mythology, and rich detail. in the history, the lots oh, of detail. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, if you're just well, going into this thing right well, in the middle of a campaign, it's it's very hard. Well, the thing is also like how you run it. Like if you're if we're a lot younger. We'd probably run Pendragon a lot simpler. Like, if oh, we were, yeah. were yeah. eighteen twenty, Pendragon wouldn't be this huge political, well, political you, you thing guys, it is. You've, you've had 20, 20 years to develop well, that's your knowledge it. and the history yeah. of it. For and that's what I mean, like, we're Pendragon, you know? as opposed to, it's, if we were 18 doing Pendragon, it would be just night after night, you know, be the night yeah, fights, the jousting. You don't, you don't know any of the history, really, so you yeah. can't really go into the depth that you guys have gone into right. this. You know, and then, I mean, that's what makes it such a, a, a fuller and richer experience. Oh, yeah. You know? You know. Um, but going back to the computer games, um, I know that Paul and I are both uh, pretty big into the Star Wars uh, MMO that's out there. So if people are interested in, and they also play the game, and they want to come hang out with us, oh, yes, we, yeah. we regularly get together on Skype and, and do yeah, questing I, together. I got my buddy James there yep. in, in Edmonton there. He's, he's on... God, he's on more than I am. Well, now, now for yeah. for a while he uh, wasn't. He, but he's yeah, back he again. took a, he took a month off there around Christmas, but he's uh, even before that. Yeah, just like always on. And we all take breaks every once in a while. I mean, I took yeah. a two three month break myself before I went back to it. But yeah, so so if people are interested in in kind of hanging out with us online while we play the game, that would be fantastic. Yeah. We're totally but I'm, like I don't play too many. Yeah, computers. you guys don't. It's, no, I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's you, because I'm so old school with that. I just like I don't mind a a, a basic shooter type game for computers but I can't get into the MMOs because to me that's not a real role playing campaign game. It's, not. It's, it's not. It's, it's really no. uh, it's I guess the electronic equivalent of uh, you know beer and pretzels type well, of game. Right. It, shouldn't, it shouldn't even be called a role playing game. It's not. No. It's not. It should no. be just an MMO. Well, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like oh I go from one quest to the next game. quest and the next quest. Yeah, it's, you're really comparing apples and oranges when it comes to they don't hold my attention. The only the only game that I ever actually considered to be an actual role playing game was the original EverQuest because oh. people actually went out of their way to actually role play in that okay. game, and you just you don't see that anymore. Everybody is all like it from A to B. That's all it is. No, I don't know any no. of these titles. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, well. now Pat, if if you were at the same time you were playing the game online talking to us as we're doing stuff, would that make it easier for you? No, no, it's because it's like I like the social aspect as well. Right, I like games where. You're not limited to what actions you can or cannot do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because on the computer, I mean, it's just the way they're built. You cannot sort of do the, oh, fuck this, I'm going to go do something else instead. Right. Well, well not you, your quest. You can't. No, no, I'm, I hate, you know I what? hate I'm, to I'm say, go. There's, there's one game that you might find interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will know about it, Minecraft. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. But I've there's, heard the, there's, the there's a game... That you can do anything, anything you want. Okay. And I mean, it, the graphics, shit. If you look them up, you, it's like pixels. It is terrible graphics, but but the, you get to, you can do things. I mean, it's a it's a creative game. Okay. You can build worlds. You can mm. hunt things. You can do whatever you want. All you go, you run around it, and everything is destroyable, pretty much. I mean, like you start mining, you dig down in the middle of the earth, and hopefully don't fall into lava. <laughs> And you just do whatever you want. Okay. You get attacked and stuff, but it is just... Yeah. I mean, it's the simplest game in the world, but it has so many... There's, there's a, there's, they finally put in a storyline when we first... But I, I no still want... Like, I, I, like, if I was doing you know? something with other people, even World of Warcraft with other friends, I'd try that, and it's just... I can do it for a little bit, but... 
there, there's a certain degree of uh, interactivity. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it just doesn't beat the the immediate yes. interactivity of mm -hmm. something like a Pendragon session yeah, or whatever. Absolutely, I totally agree. But I mean, at the same time, we can only do that once a month. Yeah. Which you know, yeah. in this day and age, given our responsibilities right. and so on, our advanced ages, quote unquote. Yeah, right. It's just about as good as it gets. Yeah. yeah. But I mean. The fact that we, we set aside time for that speaks of this necessity. And how us. important it is to our lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, you know, to say that this is like the avenue of the geek uh, so is not exactly truthful. I mean, you got people, mm -hmm. extremely successful people. Yeah. Um, for example, Vin Diesel. I know. He's, he, 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 he is the one point. person that everyone brings up. Well, I mean, he's gone on print to see it. Yeah. Right? He, he will organize some kind of session during, I don't know, like once a, a month or something yeah, like that he'll with do his something. best buds yeah. and, and just hammer okay. away at something. Yep. I think it's mainly D&D &D that he mainly does. D &D, but, but that's fine. It's still, he that's, still that's wants to do something. He has to set aside a block of time yep. to get together with his buds. And it's important to him to well, do so. Yep. These, these nights or these days that we do this, or by, I look. I've been. I knew about this for two oh, weeks, yes, and yeah. I've been looking forward yeah. to it yep. continuously the entire time. Like yesterday, I was like, end of, end of the day, I'm like, yes, tomorrow I get to go. Yeah, and do no, it is. exactly. That's, it's like I get to go hang out with with yeah, people because you know, I don't have a social life. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, <laughs> well, it, it doesn't help that you're so far away from the rest. Yeah, so of no, like, I know. Like I you know, live in another town, kind of no. on the outskirts of Ottawa yeah. itself. I mean, like I, I still I go with friends and do other different things, but to me, this is still nice and enjoyable because yeah. it's. I know what it's about. It's like you know, we're we're creating something here. We're working on something. It, it's you know, like I could actually do more gaming in the evenings, you know, now. But it's as long as it's here at your place. Yeah. Well, yes. I like the Sundays because the problem is during the week we only have then it's shorter time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas I like to be able to dedicate five to six hours. It also depends on the game, though, too, right? It, yeah. it, it you know? heavily depends on the game. Oh yes, yeah. In my yeah. opinion, there's like, very like Pen very Pendragon. few. Repertoire games that I'm yeah. willing to pay, play uh, these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. is one of them. Request, request. Right. Clearly, I mean, to me, it's it's the that's your game, the yeah. game for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, interestingly enough, Pendragon and Runequest are completely related because the yeah. the spiritual father really is Greg Stafford. Right? Yes, the guy yes. that basically came up with request and are, isn't the mechanics somewhat similar as well not quite the same uh, but there, there are, are similarities certain similarities in terms of I guess uh, conflict the, resolution no because request a lot of tables and charts and stuff like that no no oh, request no, no. is is very chartless compared to something like I don't know oh, Warhammer the, no, no, no. the ICE 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 yes. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. ICE yeah. Warhammer and a bunch but or, ICE or Rollmaster yeah. or something yeah. like that yes. yeah it's, oh Rollmaster that's right yes that's the I guess best. the simplicity is in the the, the combat mechanics it's yes. very yeah. similar between Pendragon and RuneQuest uh, the appeal to uh, mythological aspects is very strong in both games oh yes right what else could be said? Well, I mean, tons could be said. Well, the thing is, also, like, the, the, the easy combat thing is, because I know there's games that try to get really complex for the combat, mm -hmm. but the problem is it slows the game yeah. well, down. Well, this is it. You get bogged down much. in the yeah. system, the charts, or yes. whatever you have to resort to, to, you know, well, it's like first yeah. edition resolve the First edition Dungeons & Dragons and advanced Dungeons & Dragons, I mean, yes, it had issues, but the combat was still a little bit faster than now, where you've got all sorts of special feats and maneuvers, and you have to keep track of everything, and it's I just like... 
couldn't tell you. No, I, because, I tried uh, it. It's just yeah, too much. I, I haven't done D&D in over 20 yeah, years, I right. guess, or you know, whatever. Like, Pendragon is simple, but it works. It's because it's not about the combat; it's about everything else. That's right. You know, and that's the it's problem. It's about your actions driving the story, yeah. more so than mm-hmm. being uh, shoehorned into all. a larger plot. Yes, right. and you have no control over it. It's not all about the combat. No, that's just it, and that's you that's know? what I like. It, it, in fact, the combat's probably the smallest part of the entire thing. The combat oh. is simple oh. enough; yeah. it's not very involved. Like, like, like today, we we spent what. Five or six hours, and there was one fight. Yeah, of course, I, I, I lost. Of course, well, that was between, <laughs> that was between two yes. characters for something that didn't have to yeah. be a fight. It was like That's you guys right. could have decided yeah. not to do it, so you guys would have had no fighting tonight. The entire thing was just let's drive the story. Yeah. That yes. was the entire thing. There, I mean, yeah. now know, next session, however, there will be combat in the next one. Obviously, I mean, we're going to war, but I mean, it doesn't have to involve that. And I mean, if you play any other ones. It's all about combat, mm-hmm. most of it. But see, that, that's, that's just it, though. It's only about combat if you make it about combat. True. The game, well, I mean, any game, is driven by story. Yeah, and it has to be. Yeah. It has but to what be I'm saying, though, is outside of just the mechanistic aspects yeah, to compel you. But what, yeah, what I'm saying is the games now, like uh, the, the, the latest edition of uh, Dungeons & Dragons or Champions or something, where they've done so much work on... The system. the system for the fight. Right. That as soon as you hit, the reason you try to avoid combat is because it takes so long to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not just swing and miss. It's I'm I have well, all these actions I can do. I have all these different things I have to maneuver so far. And you're like, okay, this well, it takes. If you are allergic to that kind of thing, and I agree with you, then I would uh, suggest to your listeners, anyways, to explore the the earlier games such as well. I guess the uh, early iterations of uh, RuneQuest, where yes. the, sim- the, the, the system itself was pretty simplistic mechanically, but as far as the storyline was concerned, the mythical lines, the richness was vast, mm-hmm. and the contributions were pretty much done on a fan basis. Yes. Right. So it wasn't only Stafford that was driving everything, it was contributors that came from the outside to, to flesh out the, the elements of this mythical land. Yeah, well, that, and that's really good, and that's where I'm saying that's where I have issues where the combat mechanisms take so much away from the game because you're spending half, you know, so much time. Oh, it's a combat. Okay, and Bring that's the rest the of the game. Bring out the oh, charts. Yeah. When it when it takes when it takes one person six rolls to yeah. to determine one thing, and that's where I can understand you know? where the computer system. Yeah, it's, I mean, if, if, it's, you, if you, it's an advantage because if you're on the computer, you're not watching. It's a big plus. The computer I mean, I mean, resolves oh, yeah. a mechanical aspect. It's all down the it's, background. It's, it's like it's like if if you got you know on the computer, you're like, okay, I want my character to do this. How is that guy going to react? You know, it, it happens in a split second. But if you yes. were to, if you were to translate that into a roll into like dice, oh yes, I mean, it would probably take you 20, 20 different rolls. Yes, just yeah. to get that same thing. So yeah, yeah. you know, no, it's, there's uh, a difference, right? So. Okay, I think we've uh, we've pretty much talked our way through <laughs> a, in a circle back to the Pendragon where we started. So I, well, I, I guess, guess we could a, call this almost a Pendragon. I, I, I will. Um, I will mention in the uh, the liner notes that uh, that this episode is pretty much dedicated mostly to Pendragon with a bit of Prometheus ranting thrown in. And of course, our, our our weekly Bruce update or um, shout out. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so that's it for episode five, and hopefully there will be an episode six coming to you next week, Yep, which we'll record tomorrow.
Stay good, guys. Have a good one. Not everyone. Cheerio.